This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. morning. This is Marshall Davis. This episode is entitled, You Are Not Who You Think You Are. Back in the late 1960s, I read a book by Alan Watts entitled, The Book on the Taboo Against Knowing Who You Are. It was a fascinating book that resonated with the times that we were living in and connected to me on a spiritual level. I had a deep intuition that what Watts was saying was true but it was not yet true in my experience. It took more than 40 years for what Watts said to finally be clear to me. Now, I say from first-hand awareness that I am not what I thought I was. You are not who you think you are. You are not what you think you are. That's about as clear as it can be said, I think. French Christian philosopher and paleontologist Pierre Teilhard de Chardin famously said, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Even that does not quite communicate it. It makes it sound like there are a lot of little spiritual beings out there having human experiences. There is one being what Christian philosopher Paul Tillich calls being itself, or the ground of being. Another word for this, the Christian word for this, is spirit. That's what we are. I would phrase it this way. We are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirit having human experiences. This spirit is that within which all experiences occur. All is one. We are one, expressed in what appears to be many. We are being, appearing as human beings. Reality is one. I call this one reality God. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. That one reality ultimate reality is called God. The problem with using the word God, though, is that many people mean very many different things by that word. I am not using the word in the traditional theistic sense. For that reason, maybe I should even use the word at all, but it is my religious vocabulary. If you can't call ultimate reality God, then there isn't any God. What is usually called God is just an idea made up by human beings, a mental image. That means it's an idol. But then again, all idols point to and are fulfilled in this one reality, which is God. The trick is trying to communicate this reality, which seems to be nearly impossible to do. 
That is why the Tao Te Ching says, He who speaks does not know, and he who knows does not speak. And yet I speak. That's what I do. I'm a preacher, and as the scripture says, how will they hear unless someone tells them? And so I speak. As soon as I say that, though, even the word I seems to be misleading. I is a convention of language, not an ontological reality. In reality, there is no individual I, except in the sense of there being a fleeting collection of thoughts and sensations that has identified itself as an entity. But it has no reality outside of thought. The only I is the one I of which we all are a part. I look out at the world and I see myself. There's no separation between what I always thought was in here in this human body and what I once thought was out there in the world. That distinction is artificial. I once firmly believed that I was a separate individual human being that was born and one day would die. And I'm still aware of that thought and the emotions that accompany that idea, but I don't take that seriously any longer. I feel the sensations in this body. I feel pleasure and pain and hunger and thirst and happy and sad and all those feelings and thoughts are still here, but they're not what I really am. What I really am is what I was before this body with all its sensations was formed in my mother's womb. I am what I was before I developed this identity called Marshall Davis before that was formed by my brain and conditioned by human society in which I was raised. I am aware of this body and identity, but I am aware of it as being part of a greater reality. And that greater reality is what I am. This human being is a temporary expression of being. We are identical with the eternal. Jesus put it this way, I and the Father are one. In Christian theology, we say we are the image of God, which is a wonderful concept. We are a reflection of divine being. This reality that Jesus knew is the reality that we know now intuitively and we can be aware of consciously. We can be conscious of our true identity just as Jesus was conscious of his true identity. What was available to Jesus is available to us. Jesus talked about being one with the Father. He talked about us being one with him and God us being in him and him in us, he said, and us in God and God in us. He called this complete unity. All this is, is in what we normally call Jesus' high priestly prayer, 
found in the Gospel of John, which he prayed the night before his death. In other Gospels, Jesus used phrases like Son of God and Son of Man as synonyms, which got people all confused because Son of Man normally meant human and Son of God meant divine. He called us children of God. He made it clear that we were one. We were of the same nature as him, even though later Christianity did everything it could to draw a distinction between us and Christ. Jesus had a terrible try time trying to communicate this unitive awareness in his time and place. He even, it seems, tried to keep this a secret in a sense. He, well, at least he wanted to keep the full impact of this message quiet for a while, for as long as he could, because he knew that it would get misunderstood and it would get him killed. But eventually people figured out what he was really saying, and it did get him arrested and executed. These days, you know, we're not going to be arrested or executed for saying things like this, at least not in my country, at least not yet unless the fundamentalist mafia get the theocracy that they want, I think, or at least I hope, that their influence is, is waning in our nation. Anyway, for now we can say what we want, but that doesn't mean that people are going to hear it. But it has to be said, it is the obvious truth for all to see, to use the Apostle Paul's words, the truth about God is clearly seen in the things that have been made, namely God's eternal power and deity, so that people are without excuse. What can be known of God is manifest in us, he says. God has shown it to us, only as being suppressed by people in unrighteousness. Those were the Apostle Paul's words. This is not hidden. It's not secret knowledge. All we have to do is notice what is apparent, what is true. It's not a special experience. It is the experience that we have all had all of our lives. We all know it firsthand. It is everyday consciousness, but we do not pay attention to it. See, this is really all a matter of attention. We have been taught from a very early age to ignore this and to believe that we really are separate little entities occupying separate little bodies. But this is not true. That's not who we are. Separate existence is an expression of a larger shared reality. And we can either focus on and identify with that separate existence, or we can focus on the bigger identity. We can pay attention to the little self or the big self. But the little self is only temporarily true, where the big self, if you want to call it that, is eternal. The human self lasts only as long as this human body endures, which is not very long when you think about the age of the universe. Nothing more than a wisp of smoke breath of air, a swirl of water in a, in a river. What we really are is as old as the universe. Actually more, it is ageless, eternal. This reality can be seen and experienced right now. All we have to do is be aware of that ageless, eternal reality. 
that is seeing through these eyes and thinking through this brain and hearing through these ears and feeling through this body. When we see, it is obvious that we are not these little personal egos in little separate bodies. Now, I see the human self, what is called the ego, as a tiny creature that's really just along for the ride. When I was a boy, I tried horseback riding at summer camp for several years, but I was not very good at it, and I never really could get used to it, and never felt like the horse was under my control. I was just bouncing along, trying to stay in the saddle, especially when the horse got into his mind to trot or to gallop. And that's the way I see the human self. It's just bouncing along on this ride called human life. It, it may think it has the reins and is in control, but it's not. The beast, the body is in control. and Forces outside of the body are in control. The psyche may think it's, it's all about him. But he's just along for the ride, and he better hold tight because it's a, it's a bumpy trip, and in the end he dies. Identifying with the individual self is a recipe for a life of fear and anxiety and emotional suffering. That personal identity is nothing more than a fictional character created by our storytelling brain. It was created by evolution to help our species survive, but that's all. It's not us. At most, it is a minor app running in the hardware of our brain. And it's nowhere near the most important software that our brain is running, like that which keeps us breathing and our hearts beating. It's not what we really are. We are the totality of existence that is expressing itself through this human form and in all the marvelous diversity of the universe. We are more than human beings. We are being itself, which is being human. So we have a choice. We can identify with that little fictional character riding this human animal. We can focus all of our attention on that, which will only result in anxiety and ultimately death and non-existence, or we can focus on what we really are, the universal self, which is embodied in all things, visible and invisible. This is what we are, and we know that. We are born knowing that. We had to be trained as children to ignore it and to believe that we were something else. That is ignorance. All we have to do is remember, which means to come back together, to remember who and what we are. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format 
at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.